What up, what up, what up, what up? Hey, y'all. Uh, welcome back to God Grits and Hips Radio. It's your girl, Lo, a.k.a. Jess, coming to you as always to rant, ramble, and tell you whatever is on my mind. It's been a very, very, very long time since I've done a podcast. I owe you guys updates. want to let you know what's going on with me, what's going on in life, what I'm doing, what I'm working on with this. Uh, it actually feels good to be re-recording and trying to get back into the swing of things. So as always, I hope this podcast finds you well. I hope life is going good for you. I hope you are manifesting, killing, doing everything that you set out to do for this new year. This is actually my first podcast for the year of 2019. So I'm kind of late. Happy New Year to you guys um, and all of that. So let me jump in and say what's been going on with me. So last year I started God Grits and Hips it pretty much came from, it just kind of came from a conversation, me sitting, me feeling like there was something I wanted to get out into the world. And a lot of times it's a conversation with God. It's a feeling. It's a, yo, go forth and do this. So I did it. It started out as um, me doing some merch and different things like that, which I actually have coming on the way. Uh, I plan to get out of my way this year and within the next 60 days, actually, and have that merch out and ready and you know it's just different phrases that relates to you know the god grits and hips thing which is about you know being unapologetically yourself you know loving on you uh, I, I don't know if no one's following me from the beginning god grits and hips is pretty much a compilation it's saying you know the love of god like it's it's so much that goes into this like you can love god you can love food you can be sexy uh you can be quirky you can be all these things and you don't have to put yourself into an umbrella it's god it's flavor it's um curve it's it's just a compilation it's all across the board of things it's you know i just like i said it's about being unapologetically yourself so I created it and then the podcast came and it was like, yo, you, you have these conversations with your friends or you have these conversations or these thought processes and how can you get them out? So I was like, hey, do a podcast. And obviously I second guessed myself and I was like, oh, can you do a podcast by yourself? But I went out and I did it. So that's where we started. And it even one of my one of the most special ones to me, too, was the one on vulnerability. And it was because last year, just overall, last year was a wicked year for me. Like it was literally one of the most wicked years in my adult life. And I'm not sure why, you know, it's a test, it's growth. When you have so much going on, it's strengthening you. I'm incredibly thankful to have made it through all the obstacles. Like I ended up that specific podcast, Vulnerable, was about wanting someone in your corner, like a love in your corner when you're going through something heavy. Because I was going through, I had to do surgery. I had been diagnosed with adenoma, adenocarcinoma. So, you know, that was a trial and all of that. And then later on in the year, around October, my vision just went. I, I was, since I was small, I've had pretty much vision strength in one eye. I do not see 
clearly in both eyes. One of my eyes is pretty much just a placeholder. It can see, but it does not see clearly. Like it can see colors and things like that. So it's not black, but it's not a seeing eye. If God forbid I was to lose my seeing eye, I would not be able to see. So my vision went out at some point that was incredibly stressful because I was trying to write. I was trying to do these things and I couldn't see. I couldn't do it. I couldn't manage. And it was so frustrating. I actually um, didn't write, but I spoke a dope piece um, in that time. And by piece, I mean a poem. I actually spoke a dope uh, piece and it was it was so heartfelt and rich and it was so, you know, vulnerable, too, because I didn't have anything. It was just me. It was my soul being, you know, I was bearing my soul. I was speaking out on, you know, emotion. It was just so really good. So that happened. So last year was just a wicked year. So I was jumping into things that happened in October. And then I kind of just went into a funk and I wasn't doing anything. So then I came out of that and I was battling, you know, who I am to others versus who they are to me. And throughout my life, I think I've said it in other podcasts, I feel like I've always been the better friend. And that's not a, a cocky or shady or anything. It's I just feel like the way I function, the way my heart is set up, I'm using the better friend. I'm the friend who will drop things for you to give the shirt off your back, financial, praying, well wishes, support. I'm that friend. And I don't always feel like I get it back. So I struggled with that around my birthday. So there was a lot that happened and it kind of just shut me down. And one of the biggest things I realized in the past few months is that there was so much when I was younger, there was so much I wanted to take on and so much I wanted to do. And I was just, you know, go get it. And I was confident and I didn't care what anybody thought. And I was competitive and I wanted to win and I'm gonna just go do it. And then life broke me. That's the best way I can say it. Life broke me and I was dealt so many cards and it went from go forth and chase your dreams to survive and you know it's not a pity party and I don't I don't want you know you guys to feel bad or do but at some point in it it broke me it broke me and it made me less confident and it made me feel like I couldn't do anything that I thought I could do before. And I've been stagnant. Like I've had, I have a book of ideas and plans and I actually just spoke to a good friend of mine and I was explaining to him, you know, my confidence is broken and I have this book. And I was like, if people saw the book, they would probably be able to execute the things I have out completely. And they probably would be pissed about it too. Like, yo, you have this thing and you have these books and you're not doing anything with it. What in the hell is happening? So that's, what's been going on with me. I've never, I've never actually been diagnosed with depression, but I cannot tell you that I don't feel, and obviously this is, you know, self-diagnosis, but I can't tell you that I don't feel like I've had points in my life where I've been on the verge Or I've dwelled in what could have been a depression. And sometimes it's seasonal. I know at some point it was very seasonal because I was very close to my brother. And there would be points when he was gone. And it was always around winter time and holiday season. And I'd be like, yo, I just hate everything. And, and, you know, drag. And I believe those were cases where I might have been seasonally depressed or seasonally um, unhappy. You know, but all of that kind of falls into it. But I felt that lately, like I've just felt like, oh, I didn't want to do anything. I was unmotivated. And um, I also 
and this again comes from a conversation I had recently with a good friend of mine. I also, and this isn't, I didn't discover this with him. I've known it for a while, but it came up in our conversation. I kind of have a control issue. I am the person who tries to think of all the things that could happen so that I can try to prevent them or so that I can be prepared if they do happen. I don't like to be blindsided by things. I like surprises. Like I like, you know, good surprises and things like that. Or even like, you know, I don't like bad surprises. There's no such thing. So I like good surprises. I like things like that. But, um, I don't like the idea of not knowing what can happen of something going on. And then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just roll with the punches. Yeah, I can roll with the punches, but so much. But the way my anxiety is set up, no, I need to know. I'm actually part of an organization. And one of the things I'm good for is the what are all the things that could happen and let's prepare for them. And it's a great skill, you know, in business or event planning or things like that. But in life, you kind of can't control everything. So in the conversation with a friend, with the friend, he was like, but if you have a control issue, where do you, where do you leave room for faith? Child, the way he burst my bubble, because I never thought of it like that. He said, if you, he said, control is pretty much, you know, wanting things to go a certain way, you know, trying to put things in order so they go a certain way. He goes, but faith is just believing that, you know, it will happen this way without the control. He was like, so if you're controlling, you're not re- leaving room for faith. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was devastated. I was like, what? Like, because I'm also in a place where I'm really working on my spiritual walk and hearing God and, you know, meeting him, having him meet me where I am. Because I think a lot of times we compare ourselves or our journey and things like that with God or with anything. We compare it to other people, to how it looks with them, how, you know, they go about it. Oh, I want to know God like that. Or I want to feel God like that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you can be doing yourself a disservice because that may not be where you meet God. That may not be how, you know, God speaks to you. Like I'm very musical and I know forever. I'm talking about even since I was a kid, God can wear me down in a, with music. Like the right song, the right moment, just compile these notes. And I mean, it's over. That's the ministry right there for me. Whatever the message is, just there. It's shambles. Head against the wall. Um, arms open. Just take me now, Jesus. So, uh, you know, we do ourselves a disservice. So, must, like I said, in my spiritual walk, I'm trying to be better. And I'm trying to find ways to do better and strengthen faith and, you know, strengthen praying and, you know, listen to God more and take away me out of it and you know put him first so it you know it blew mine a little bit because I'm like if you're not leaving room for faith then you you know this walk you're on you kind of you kind of shake it a little bit because you you want it to be heavy in faith so I agreed to make a list of things that I control and uh, that's probably like everything you know what I'm saying like my whole life your life somebody else's life like control is big for me so and take the second biggest thing and just walk in faith I just want y'all to know my anxiety bad like even saying it my anxiety is bad so uh I want to do that so I'm I'm actually excited about it because it's scary and it's different and it's new but um 
So that conversation was really, really great. It came, you know, randomly. I'm not sure if it was just placed on his heart or whatever it was. So that's everything that's been going on. And in, in that conversation, I'm like, yo, Jessica, you have to stop. Like you haven't, you know, dropped a podcast. You haven't recorded. You haven't done anything. And it's not like I haven't thought to do it. It's not like I just created this thing and then I was like oh, okay I created it I did it and I'm done with it no there's still so much I feel like I have to say so much you know to talk about there's so many things that just happen in the world uh, that affect us and there's so many you know places where we get put into this box and we you know get told how to live how to live how to you know feel just so much to address so this even this part me doing this specific one right now is me jumping back into it and saying listen it's never going to be perfect it doesn't matter who listens it doesn't matter if five people follow it doesn't matter say what you need to say get it out there and let God do the rest so that's where we're at that was the long-winded version of it uh <laughs> I hope it wasn't too much I hope I wasn't too scatterbrained uh, I do have the tendency to talk in spurts and have you know conversation within conversation so talk about one thing but then I'm like oh wait let me drop this message for you inside so I hope it wasn't too bad but um what I actually want to talk about, actually, I'm going to talk about a few things since it's been a while. There's a few things that are on my mind and um, that are happening. So the first thing I want to touch on, and I really hope I don't get emotional because it's really been heavy for me. The first thing I want to talk about is the Nipsey Hupsul. Recently, uh, Nipsey Hupsul was murdered, assassinated. Uh, I'm not even sure which word I want to use, but it it affected it had such a worldwide effect it was so you know widespread even people who weren't fully familiar with him became familiar with him quickly they looked him up his it was sometimes i believe in that's god's doing it you know god is really just a dope individual that he can put a spirit a presence so anointed or so heavy in you know whatever the word is that it can even if you don't know the person, it can still hit you. It can still have an effect on you. It can still pull at your heartstrings. And I think that's what happened. And there were a few things that happened in it that I was so excited to see and that I wasn't excited. The exciting things was he was such, he, he ended up being a good dude. He wasn't a perfect dude, but he was a good dude. Like he had a past, you know, he could be considered a street dude, a hood dude, or whatever it was, but his legacy is wanting more for his people, wanting us to do better, be better, um, own things, you know, invest, uh, you know, care about our bodies, you know, all of these things he, you know, he provided for his community. He gave back. He like, he was even killed because he was going into a store to get clothes for, someone who was coming home from jail and he wanted to make sure that when he went to see his family that he looked good that like he was presentable you know he wasn't just straight out of his you know in the house clothes and in the house I mean in jail and you know stuff like that so he had such an impact but you didn't find out until he was gone or not you like he didn't get his full due until he was gone like the level of love he got in passing, he didn't get in present. And 
I don't know if sometimes it's just supposed to work like that, that you have to do your work and then God has to take you for your work to finish itself. Like I believe sometimes it happens like that, as sad as it may be. But it just made me wonder, how do we love on our people more when they're present? Like, as opposed to, damn, I wish I would have done this more. Damn, I wish I would have done that more. I wish I would have called. I wish I went to the, like, how do you empty yourself, obviously, without doing the detriment to yourself or putting more than you can? How do we make sure that if tomorrow our loved ones, our leaders, our whoever's were to go forth, we could say, I gave my all. I did what I was supposed to like. I'm so glad I supported you. I'm so glad I did everything we wanted to do. Like, just, I don't even know. Just love on our people. Just be present. Don't don't take time for granted. Don't believe that we have more time. Don't believe that um, this thing can wait till tomorrow. And I get it. We run in a hustle bustle of life and adulting and things come up and, you know, uh, plot twist and all of those things. But let's just be mindful to be present, to love on our people, to support uh, the people who are doing good and who are giving back and who are do thing and who are doing things that can even put us in line, you know, ourselves, even if it's not directly, indirectly, put us in line to be in a better position, to do more things, to impact the world, to leave legacies. I think it's just so important for brown people to think in legacy. A lot of times, you know those of the vanilla persuasion excuse me (coughs) 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 excuse me those of the vanilla persuasion and i don't mean this in any offense um they they're taught legacy they're taught what they want to leave to their families and their grandkids and passing down and that's why some of them are born into wealth because it's I want to build this up so that you have it prepared and sometimes I think we don't think in that way our browns don't think that way but I want us to get into the habit of doing that uh and loving on our people so that was one of the things and then the other uh thing too was um I'll touch it there's two things there's a few but the other thing was I hate speculation like when something happens and we speculate but there was something that went up and it was like everyone is saying Nipsey Hussle and Lauren London are goals but he never married her she would get nothing she's gonna have no rights no this no that y'all knew him y'all know that man y'all knew her y'all knew their life like don't don't put your thoughts and your traditions and what you believe is right and what you believe should happen on anyone else celebrity or friend if you have a friend who wants to be with her man for 52 and a half years unmarried let her do that if that's what makes her happy like people want what they want and even in the sense of you can't want more for someone than they want for themselves what if she didn't want to get married what if she wanted to be with him and wanted their love to exist the way it existed in its free form and they had children and they raised them and they took care of them but she didn't want to get married and now you dashing you know trashing this man's name or trashing their relationship because what you believe he should have done and then 
Who's to say that because he didn't marry her, she didn't have rights? What if her name was on everything? What if he had a will? What if he had, you know, like I said, what if her name was on this? What if she was part of businesses? What if he had a plan in place where once he passed on that, she was like, don't do that. Don't believe that because you don't know something or because something is not visible for you, straightforward and in your face, that is not the case. And don't put what you believe should happen and make it what somebody else got to do. Just because like your feet don't move my body. Your feet do not move my body. When you walk, it doesn't move me. Even if we believe the same things, even that's not how it works. You live your life and I live mine. Like the saying is, you know, mind the business that pays you. Like worry about how you're going to function, how you would function in your man, how you would function in your marriage, how you would function with your children. That's on you, love. And that's amazing. And that's great. And I want you to have that and manifest it and be great. But don't put that on me or don't put that on someone else. And don't make me feel less than or out of pocket because it's not what you believe. Like we have this idea that if it's not our way, it's wrong. It's either my way or the wrong way. No, it's your way and then it's her way and then it's his way and then it's his way. Like everybody, God created us as individuals because we are individual. We think differently. We move differently. Uh, we have opinions. That's why debate is amazing because people have different opinions. So we have to remember to be mindful of the things we say and how we put these pressures on people who we may not even know that well or who we do know that well but we feel like they're supposed to function the way we function let's stop that let's let's dash that away let's practice you know minding the business that pays us like i said and let's practice loving on our friends for what makes them happy if you being unmarried makes you happy then i want you to do that if you having five children then i want you to do that even if it's not what i did so there's that um that really like it bothered me because i was like you know and then i think it bothered me even more because the man had just passed so you pretty much you know made him seem like he was a bad person for what you believed he should have done no let's not do that uh, and then the other thing that i got from this was the effects of love a you know down to your toes in your soul you know vibration heavy love like i'm team love and well i'm soft because i'm gonna cry i'm team love in a big way and there was something lauren london said and it hit me so heavy and i was like yo that's what i need and i've never i've never put it in her words and it was so eloquent the what she said she had sent him a text message Ermius, which was nipsey's hustles uh real name his first name um and in it she said you're my church and my turn up i need you to run through the house real quick and praise that you're my church and my turn up and i think it's so funny being that this podcast is god grits and hips because it's that it's the idea that you know you feed me spiritually you know you touch on this but at the same time i can still have fun with you i think sometimes people forget especially when it comes to religion and faith and things like that based on you know what people say and you know sometimes what the church presents people forget that you can love god and still have fun like you can um be proverbs 31 and still you know 
pop it for real. Like you can still do that. Like there's levels, there's ways to be who you are. There's ways to love God. There's ways to do it all. And, you know, not feel like you're crossing the boundaries on it. So in her saying that it was like, it resonated so much because it was like, yo, like we forget to love people sometimes for all of it. We forget to love them for the things that we feel like, you know, maybe I'm not even supposed to love you for that. I'm not supposed to love you for the turn up. No, I can love you for that. Like I can love you for the fact that there are moments when I just need my spirits lifted and you can pray for me and they be like, yo, let's go out. Like let's hit, let's hear music. Let's, you know, let's listen to something. Let's dance. Let's do these things. And I think it just speaks to well-rounded partners. So a partner that can meet you on both ends because it, I think it's great for someone to speak into your soul and pray for you and do all of those things. But then what happens when you want to have fun and then you feel like you can't have fun with this, you, you know, you're a forever person. So you're amazing. And I know that if I need you in the spiritual realm that I'm going to have it, but I don't know that, you know, I can have fun with you or feel like a big kid. This actually reminds me of a situation. I, um, at some point I was dating and I use dating in air quotes because I just do okay (laughs) so I was dating a deacon super great guy Um, I had dated him before he was a decent older than me which may have played an effect on it he was about 10 years older than me 11 years older than me and I while we were together I found out that my ex-fiance and my best friend had gotten together like they were together and obviously they didn't tell me. Obviously we were still in some kind of capacity, you know, cool. So I was blindsided by it and it devastated me. Like I literally felt like I was walking around every day with my heart breaking. Like I thought I was going to have a heart attack. It was so bad. So he was my person at the time. He was the person I was dealing with. And I remember telling him and feeling so empty about what he gave me. Like he was praying and I appreciated it. He was like, you know, God is going to bring you through this. And that was amazing. So I don't want this to be taken as, oh, why is prayer not enough? That was amazing. And it was wonderful. And it was something that was also needed. But then there was a conversation that said, you never even came and like, you'll let me hug you. Like, come and, you know, let me just embrace you a little bit. Because, yes, you can speak over me, but your words aren't a hug. It's not the same. And... It's things like that. It's like if I was under attack spiritually and I needed, he was, there were no qualms in that. There was no um, hesitation. I knew that I could leave that in his hand and be covered. But if I needed you to be physically present, I wasn't sure about that. If I needed you to have fun, I wasn't sure about that. Like he'd be like, oh, you're going bowling with your friends? Like, because I was going bowling. I was, you know, defying God or something. I was like, God don't like bowling balls. Like, I'm pretty sure he he created somebody who created them. No? Okay. So, stuff like that. Like, I think it's, you know, so important for us to find balance and remember the balance and appreciate the balance. And, you know, not, you know, not make it feel weird. So, the church and her saying that he was her church and her turn up was just like, wow. It, you know, spoke to how she was vulnerable enough to see him in all sides because I think that's part of it too you have to be vulnerable enough with somebody for you to meet them in different places like 
you can like for me prayer is vulnerable it takes a lot for me to even let someone hear me pray maybe that's another podcast I'll talk about that day so for someone to even hear me pray it takes a lot like it takes us like it takes a certain level of trust because to me those are my private moments and I can be praying down something in my head like praying it down with you in the room but the minute you ask me to open my mouth and pray it I'd be like wait hold up I'm not sure about that so there's a level of vulnerability that comes with that and I think in anything in trying to see somebody completely and utterly there's a level of vulnerability there's a level of being present a level of openness that we have to have to you know make it happen but I'm just here for everybody finding a well-rounded love a head-to-toe love a back-to-front love a good time a bad time love like the vows but you know I guess in in our age it's the church and the turn up it's the you know we can fast and then go have you know great cuisine we can you know cry in the house over uh Kiki Shepherd and Kirk Franklin, the family, and um, Tasha Cobb, and Tamla Mann, and them, you know, Ted Nastown, and then I could listen to, you know, quote-unquote something secular, I could listen to the Neos, and or whatever, and still enjoy that music, and be myself, and not feel judged by it, so, uh, yeah, I think it was just, it was beautiful to hear that and see it, and it was beautiful to see people appreciate their level of love, appreciate how she loved him, how they loved and um outside of you know that comment where i saw about him not leaving her or that being goals but it shouldn't be i think uh people for the most part embraced what they were about embraced you know uh what they displayed to us in love so i think that was dope it's still amazingly heartbreaking and i just i want everybody to cover her in prayer for a long time because i even saw something where someone said you know if you know her personally in a few months when it dies down and, you know, most of the world has let him rest and, you know, stop their mourning, she still has to lay in the bed that they used to lay in together. She still has to raise this baby and try to get him to remember her, his father. She still has to push you and know that the love of her life is gone. Um, ooh. So that's such a rough thing. I wish that on no one. Uh, it sucks that that even had to be her experience. So, you know, I just implore, you know, praying those who pray, those who speak to a higher power, those who send out great vibes to send them her way for a long time because this was probably, not probably, this was a devastating blow to her life and her family. Um. So, yeah, I, you know what? I'm going to leave my next topic for the next podcast because I was long-winded today a little bit. I had a lot to say. I had a lot to catch y'all up on. But I think tonight's overall podcast, the message I want you to get from it is to like the person messages, you know, taking time and not I said it to a friend, not letting life um, beat you down or not uh, getting caught in life. Like I said, you know, at some point life dealt me blows and I lost my confidence. Like be bigger than life, take control of life, um, push, push even when you feel like not pushing. Get up and do something, you know, do jumping jack, do something that 
feels like you don't want to do it because that's your way of, you know, taking back control and fighting and pushing forward and being a better version of yourself because it's not easy. Adulting is not easy. We didn't, um, we didn't get a handbook on this. There are a lot of things that we are missing information on about adulting, but we have to, you know, I just want everybody to be great. We all have gifts. We all have things that we're supposed to leave the world with. God doesn't want you to sit home and be depressed. He doesn't want you to be sad. He wants you to live your best, most abundant life. So, you know, get up and do it, push through it, fight through it, ask for help if you need it, talk to somebody, vent, um, and, uh, you know, take care of yourself. Self-care is just always important. So push through, push through, push through, push through. Um, remember that, uh, we not letting life give us L's no more. We got no more room for L's. So push through is the first message. And I think the second message is pretty much, uh, allowing people to be in their space and appreciating people for who they are, even if it's not who you are. That's why we're different to love people in their truth and not force them to live in yours. Love people in their truth and not force them to live in yours. And, um, you know, be great, y'all. Like, go out there, be great, kill life, you know, experience. Oh, before I go, people are meant to be experienced, not possessed. That was what Lauren London had said. Um, people are meant to be experienced and not possessed. It was wonderful. It is factual. It is amazing thing to say. So, um, before I go, I want to mention on that too. Make sure you're experiencing people. Make sure you're not trying to change them. Make sure you're not trying to mold them. But instead, like if they were a museum, walk into the museum and take them in. You know, look at the intricacies, look at the art, look at the paint stroke, look at, you know, the curve in their lips, look at their dimple, you know, take them in, look at, you know, the way they speak, you know, take in all of that and experience them. Experience what they're giving you experience what they're letting you into experience you know them the person your friend your love your family merits experience them and let them be free to um give you that experience without any input about if they're doing it wrong according to you so that's that uh i dropped a few things hopefully you got something out of it hopefully i didn't scramble too much and um, as always, I love y'all like I love y'all. Have an amazing week. Um, y'all pray for me. Someone up for me. Make, you know, I'm going to get it right. But, you know, I can, I can always, you know, take some positive energy my way. And um, I hopefully we back. This is the start to us being, you know, back on it. Until next time, I'm out.